and welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot. I'm Luke. Um, I've got a petition writer, uh, general like um, you know gambler extraordinaire John Ryan with me, and this is this is hard for me, but we have the enemy on. Uh, I've got Brandon Mays and Geo. Geo, I can never remember your last name or how to pronounce it. It's Ganyas. Ganyas. Okay. Uh, both of you on. You've both uh, been doing some great work in the overall sphere of USL, uh, specifically USL League One, bringing some visibility to the league, which is why I felt you were, you know, maybe better than bringing on uh, Andrew or, you know, one of those other hotheads with the, with the riot. Uh, but welcome. Uh, should be should be a fun little little trip down uh, uh, memory lane. I, I see somebody's got a background of lies and falsehoods. Um, but you I know, mean, it's real. It's not lies. It's it's there. This is, uh, not, this is real. That is that. It looks like a sticker. Do you put a, do you put a sticker on that? No, it's pretty real. I can't peel it off. I mean. <laughs> got that uh we're, we're still in the open cup so I, I feel like we're doing okay yeah you're fine you're doing great yeah yeah um uh, we we won our star we won our star i'll, I'll stand by that <laughs> all right uh just some quick news um as far as union omaha goes uh ricky rivera scored four goals to tie uh CONCACAF Nations League uh, goal-scoring high for a single game. Um, that again, British Virgin Islands? Yeah. Uh, British. Maybe. Virginity. Um, but uh, de- definitely uh, definitely what we were hoping for. He, he would go down to Caribbean, come back um, with, on a good streak, especially going into this Greenville game. And then uh, Isaac Bawa made Team of the Week which they refuse to give uh, Rashid team of the week, even though Rashid has saved her butts game in game out. But you know, when you're that consistently good, it's hard to notice when you're doing better. You guys loving this so far? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So um, remind me, how did, how did Greenville do this past weekend? I mean, we scored three goals. So yeah, um... Did you score those three goals for? Because Union Omaha also scored three goals. That's oh gosh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> it, so it goes. So it goes. Oh, uh, it's uh. So you lost. The final score of that match is high-scoring match, three to two, uh, against um, forward Madison, backwards Madison, whatever, whatever Madison they are. Yeah. Um, any event, they uh, they beat you. Uh, yeah. Not not a result anybody likes to see. No. Uh, well, I only saw the first. I only saw like the first. I'd say ten fifteen minutes before it was time to get ready to go to watch our own team play. But it's seemed like that first goal kind of just came out of nowhere. Christensen was either just not in the right spot or just did not think Cassini was going to pull the trigger. Am I right about that? Yeah, there's a couple. Yes, um, that was a tough. I mean, it's an incredible shot, first of all. I mean, like, 
you're like we were like a minute and 45 seconds into the game and this dude just drops a, like a low curler into the bo- the bottom left corner but the thing was is it was defense was really disorganized um you know at the time i think you know he he lost his marker basically we had two midfielders along the back four uh, who, kind of, who had kind of dropped because mikey maldonado was running across the back line and so there was just a lot of confusion in between the midfielders and the back line and he was given just a little too much space he had that extra little moment to uh to, to consider taking the shot before someone came out to try and close him down way too much just had too much time and it was, i mean it's hard to argue with something like it was an incredible shot but yeah i don't think i don't think anybody was expecting it it seems like it was mm-hmm. a it was a tough one for sure i mean it I'm glad you guys dropped points. I'm sad against who you dropped points against. Uh, us against Tucson. Um, looking ahead to our open cup, Noe Meza gets a beautiful free kick from just absolutely beautiful free kick up for goal of the week. Uh, should get goal of the week. And the following <laughs> day, Johnny Russell takes about the exact same one, scores about the exact same one. So, just saying, I think we did it first and we did it better um, versus the MLS side. Some good good foreshadowing here. But Kamal Malcolm using his head. Um, the Malcolm in the middle jokes being being rampant there. And Connor Doyle getting his second career goal for Union Omaha. Uh, just not on the right side. So that puts him at Actually, a... Actually, that's his, that'd be his third. Uh, does, does he have another own goal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Sick. Uh, Pretty sure he does. Connor, I apologize if I'm wrong, but I think you do. Well, you know, if you're a captain, you lead from behind sometimes. Um, and apparently into our own net. Gotta leave but, look, looking, looking onward, we've we got uh, this green team with a bunch of... What, you got like Hot Wheels or something? Is that your mascot? <laughs> we do have one Hot Wheel. Yeah, there, there's a car that drives onto the field every game. Yeah, so I don't think you can do that on your field. It might mess up the sand or the pitcher's mound. <laughs> well, it, it might mess up the actual glass. Um, I, I wouldn't want to wouldn't want to scuff the high school marks. Uh, <laughs> or sorry. Early college. Early, it's an early, early college. college. Right, man. If you get you, college credits. If you're gonna hate on us. Hate on us properly. Yeah, at least. College <laughs> <laughs> uh, credits here. All right. So, your your form has been. You, you were top of the table for a minute, uh, but that says nothing in this League One table right now. Uh, what you guys are? What ten games in now? Mm-hmm. We are. So we're, we've got two games in hand on you, um, sitting six at points per game. We're sitting highest. I think we're the only team that's only lost one game so far. Um, yes, I think I think so because Fuego lost their second game. Yeah. So we're we're looking statistically at like just looking at those. Uh, terrible stats that those uh, statisticians that uh, you know work the league put out. We're, we're looking a little bit probably favorites here. Uh, what what does Eastern Europe say? Or do they have our lines yet, John? 
Well, the the Baltics won't put our lines up until like Friday morning. All right. So we'll, we'll check back in Friday and uh, update for everybody. But what what have you guys seen about uh, Greenville this year that Union Omaha should be worried about? Can go first to you? Yeah, I'll go first. I think, uh, I think we have been up and down, but I think the past few games, we've had spurts of, of good play lately. Um, I even saw some positives in the Madison game. I think our defense was a little all over the place, and that's not like us, um, which we showed that we can dominate a game against Madison at home. We just couldn't do it away. But with Labovitz scoring, um, it's unfortunate Jake didn't get the hat trick we thought he was going to get in Madison, um, which I think the whole league would have rooted for. But um, with Jacob Labovitz scoring, um, hopefully a new signing coming up. Um, that will help and put some fire, you know, in, in our team. Um, I think our midfield has been playing well with Noel Pilato coming back. He'll be healthy soon, and he might start this week. I know we've had uh, Paul Fenton come in and start the past two games, and he's played very well. Um, and our defense, I think, is going to be up for the game against Omaha. It really is our revenge game after the embarrassing final that we had. Um, you know, it could have been closer, but you guys finished your chances. We didn't. And you, know, you guys played much better in that, uh, in that final. Um, it, it, it I, I'm going to sound like that. If you guys <laughs> fully deserved that final, we could have at least had one or two to make it interesting. But at the end of the day, you know, we, we weren't up for it, and you guys were. Um, but I think our guys are, are going to be able to fight. We got that dog in us. Uh, we've shown... Uh, you know, to get to the top of the table, even just for that one one week. And I think the game against Omaha is always uh, a talking point uh, for the players uh, on both sides, uh, for our coaches and for, for the fans. It's always a fun one. So I think it's it can go either way, anytime. You know, we've won over there on uh, at the Omaha Storm Chasers Stadium. And uh, we've also, you know, we've lost the final there. But um, and you guys came here and beat us. Um, last season, or oh, we tied last season, and you guys beat us in 2020. Um, so the games are always competitive, and I think it'll continue to be that way, mm-hmm. even. Yeah, I don't think any team has won at home except for us in the final. Is that right? Sounds right. Sounds exactly uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I will say it took like John Harks a long time to realize that Omaha was, or actually acknowledge that Omaha was competitive. Uh, like he, he kept dodging the subject every, every chance somebody would ask him, he just be like, Oh yeah, no, that's okay. I up there. It's an okay side up there. And then uh, after the final last year, I, I feel like he, he, he followed our supporters group. So, I mean, he's, he, he's gotta be, gotta be at least noticing us now. He noticed. Yeah, for sure. I'll say, like, as far as things that, like, really make me excited about Greenville, you know, obviously I try to keep a track, keep track of just about everything I can uh, as far as the league goes and stat, stats go and things like that. And um, I think one of the most exciting and most frustrating things about Greenville right now is that um, there is no team in the league that has a better expected goals per game or a better American soccer analysis has a thing that they value basically – where if your possession gets you closer to goal, closer to scoring, or closer to conceding, you get awarded points positively or negatively. And no team has better 
goals added per game than Greenville, um, which is the really frustrating thing when you look at how we have gone about finishing our chances. Um, and I think that's that gives me a lot of hope because it means we're obviously we have the most shots in the league, 150, uh, something like that by far most shots in the league. And um, we're creating a ton of really high quality chances, but we have not been able to do anything with them up to this point. So that'll be, I think, um, you know, for Omaha, who quite frankly, this season, not nothing wrong with it. They just have not created quite the same level they did last season. Um, that's something to think about. You know, I mean, both teams are still creating uh, and Omaha's not not creating. They're creating plenty but they're just not quite as ridiculous as they were last season so far. And so I think that'll be an interesting thing to come in and see is who's going to be more potent offensively, a team that has been creating up really, really well up until the final third, or a team who's just been finishing their chances. It will be interesting to see because, like you said, Greenville creates so many chances, but we're the team that doesn't care if we don't have the ball. But what we're typically doing is we're basically baiting teams into saying, ooh, we have possession, let's hold it and see if we can get a really good shot. So it's going to be interesting to see if Greenville slows that tempo down, yeah. if we give them the ball, or if they kind of just, um, they, they still keep on just peppering shots, in which case we might just pepper them right back, because I'm sure we don't have as many shots, but we are probably creating just as many shots per like minute of possession or percentage of possession. Right. I mean, look, just look at when we played Minnesota United, for example. I think we still had eight shots, even though we had the ball for less than 30% of the game. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be fascinating because, like you said, it's, that's one of Omaha's strengths is denying space. And as soon as they get the ball, all of a sudden, like, what you're, like, in their goal. You know what I mean? Like, that's the beauty of, of, of playing for Union Omaha. Is next thing you know, it's like you teleport. I mean... In, in fairness, when you've got Connor Doyle, I mean, like, that's, that's going to happen. Um, when he's not scoring, uh, he's going to get it forward really quickly. And so, um, yeah, I, d- I definitely think that's something to work, worry about, uh, especially since we, uh, you know, against Madison, we were stretched. So uh, I wouldn't say e- easily might be the right word. Uh, we were stretched a good bit. And, um, you know, obviously they have a really interesting uh, structure that allows them to stretch us really well. But um, I think that Omaha is going to be a, even a tougher prospect in that regard just because of how, how quickly and incisive y'all are. I, I think we can all agree that Madison is a better team this year than they were last year. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. they're, they're still not a team you want to lose to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a draw is acceptable, uh, but you know, losing. And a win at home uh, is acceptable too. I, I'm interested to see what they do this weekend at Tormenta. If I think the loser of that game is going to feel like they're in a hole. Well, Tormenta's played well, terrible uh, at home also. They have not scored a goal at home yet. Anything anything can happen. Uh, Ian Cameron's out this weekend, and who who else got a, after the final with a red Josh Phelps. Josh Phelps. And if you read the statement that Tormenta put out, there is a dig in there. Does everybody here know what I'm talking about? They're so salty, yeah. <laughs> Talk about the seven minutes of at a time thing. Yeah, nine, at the 99th minute in, in in the 99th minute after seven minutes of stoppage time, yeah. they they left they left they, they left us to do the math. Uh, that I I appreciate Tormenta's salt and just overall fun there. 
uh, these days, I'm gonna make a I make a video compilation of starting with all the teams that like are shocked by how much extra time there is like left on their social media, and then like comp- compiling all the times their team wasted time or how often the ball was not in play to show like why it took so long to get there and also why there's more time added on after like that game. So annoying. Wasn't Tucson? Yeah. Wasn't weren't they complaining over the weekend too with you guys? Or they were complaining about something. Somebody so, was the uh, fans I mean, were counting out loud. Yeah. It was um but it wasn't like it wasn't like what fans typically do when a keeper holds the ball for too long. Somebody was hurt and the refs had stopped play. It's one of those obvious that just unknowledgeable fans thinking that, oh, the ref play the ref is allowing an injured player to stay down, and they're also going to not stop their own clock. It looked like there were more Omaha fans than Tucson fans there. So, oh, it, we're actually quite a few. We were discussing this, and honestly, there might have been because um, you have uh, Hugo Kamatani, who won a national championship with Pima uh, Junior College down there. Uh, so he had fans coming out for him. You have uh, Gabriel Claudio, who uh, didn't make it the entirety of the game because you know, things happened. Uh, but <laughs> he's uh, he's from Yuma. And then uh, no, made, or, um, uh, JP. JP's, um, is he's originally from the Galas, and I think his family all lives up uh, just out in Mesa. So, like, we're, yeah, pretty pretty solid for that, that southern... Uh, that's other than uh, Arizona sort of sort of fan base. Wow. Uh, there was definite definite sea of volt there, but against Greenville, that we were without Claudio going into probably the toughest match we're going to have all year. Um, so, it, as far as what our lineup's going to look like, you may be looking at I would. I don't think we have enough players and have enough players with um, lacking depth that to call it a B squad, but not our starters is might say just trying to rest some guys up for, or keep them a little bit more reserved since Greenville is one of the more physical games we play traditionally. Um, A lot of fouls going back and forth. The players on the field definitely feel a bit of a rivalry there. Um, No, it, that's always kind of the fun part for me. As much as uh, you know, Omaha fans get ch- chewed out for, oh, everything's a rivalry. Uh, you can tell when the players on the field feel it, and we've got we got three definite ones: Tucson, Chattanooga, and Greenville. Those are the ones where the most fouls are happening. No, just players are feeling it. You know, Greenville's one we foul definitely more than than you guys do, but I, I think this year with our speed was I our team as a whole feels faster this year than it did last year. I, I think we're going to see more, more chances for, uh, for you guys to try and, you know, throw some corn stalks in our way or do, you know, drive a tractor in it. No, do, do what you do. That was what you did in Nebraska. <laughs> Five years for $2 at Baker's right now. <laughs> Wait a second. Where am I living? Like what? <laughs> Uh, like, uh, Mario Kart with corn. I, I don't know what they do. 
<laughs> but no, how how do you think? Um, I mean, you guys have a lot of the same same folks coming back. You, uh, John Harks did a good job of you know either extending contracts or you know signing longer contracts to from, from the get go. How do you how do you think? Because some of those guys are they weren't necessarily young to begin with, but you know, starting to show a little bit of the signs of slowing. How do you think they're going to deal with a kid like Ryan Jiba? Or, uh, I mean, I, I would say like, uh, you know, some fire like Gabriel Claudio, but he's, he's out of the question. <laughs> but you know, I, Isaac Bawa, who is up and back in, you know, a split second, uh, you know, Kamal Malcolm, who, when he puts on, like, when he likes the Rockets, he's gone. Just <laughs> shown that again and again. Yeah, I, I think it's something that we, we definitely saw Madison, you know, tr- trying to get past us with speed, and it worked uh, with Cassini. He is a fast man. Tyler Pollock, he's a little bit older, but he's not the slowest. He's not one of the slowest players in the league. He has some jets on him for an old ball guy. But, uh, you know, he he was trying to catch up. And, uh, you know, I I think we just need to play much smarter. You know, we, we were committing too much forward, and we're – We've played against teams that are faster than us. Most teams usually are. We're not a team that's full of speed. We never have been. Um, so I think it's about how we line up tactically and knowing that we can get countered by you guys uh, constantly it is something that we're usually better about. But last week, you know, it, it bit us really hard knowing, you know, being a little too confident in how we push forward. So I think we have a little bit more respect well, for your team because of that, although a lot of in our, I guess it it's in our favor that a lot of a lot of our players are coming back because they know what this rivalry is about. A lot of your players are gonna might be unknown to it, and that's what will make this game fun because we really don't know. We, we've never seen these group of guys play play against each other, and but our guys, you know, we're, we're a lot of them are aware of what happened last season, and we're there, and. You know, we, we're, we're, we've been watching. I think the whole league's been watching with the Open Cup run and how you guys have been doing. All the, the whole, we all know what you guys can and can't do. Um, so it'll be interesting how disciplined we are, knowing that you guys are a faster team than most in the league. Yeah. Well, specifically, you and Brandon have both mentioned that your defense has not been as strong this year, and that's been one of the things the past two years that's gotten you as far as it has. Uh, I mean, Omaha's defense, again, isn't quite as strong as last year. Uh, losing Dami, losing Sosa, losing Alal, uh, you know, definitely hurts us a bit. But, you know, keeping, keeping Dalton there is, and building these younger guys around him has seemed to really, really grown in. Do you feel that your aging defense is, is a liability that you're not making up for in the midfield? I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think we have the experience there, but then the depth is what really hurts us. You know, if one of our players, they flinch every time one of our defenders go down because we we don't really have anybody else to, to really cover. Um, especially <laughs> right back and left back or even center back. Our, 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 our other center back won't be back for probably a few more weeks after getting hurt in the Charlotte game, I believe. Uh, an open cup game, uh, so we don't really have much depth there, and we do in the midfield. But as far as 
defense, it's we got to be smart. We can't get we can't be getting red cards. Uh, we can't be getting beat in stupid stupid fouls, and that that's where I really worry. Um, we still have the thankfully we have leadership there and and good qualities, but you know I think I think we really do need some help because there's going to be tired legs eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and in fairness, we've switched styles. You know, like we 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 have we're not playing the same way we were last year. There's a there's a learning curve there. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot to, you know, what, what's going on. We still, you know, we're still not allowing that many shots. Um, but the, the problem is in some of those moments, some of those shots, like, and some of them, you know, you know, I can't, you can even, you can, I'm not even sure you can necessarily blame the defense sometimes. Sometimes it's just breakdowns across the team, you know? And, uh, I think part of that's just learning and kind of executing a new style of play that's kind of. There's a learning curve there, too. Um, obviously, we're getting to the 10th game of the season, so we're hoping to start to see some of that kind of come together. Um, but I, I think, you know, anytime you, you know, obviously this isn't Hark's first time in this system that we're kind of adopting this season with the 4-2-3-1 or whatever it is, um, you know, each week, 4-3-3 sometimes. Um, but still, it's one of those things where, you know, last year a lot of these players <coughs> in that and um, even, you know, moving back to that after playing basically uh, what was a season of every formation under the sun because of injury crisis, uh, you know, I think that's a I think that's something that we have to keep in uh, keep in mind as well. I do think that there's a there needs to be there's there's some there's some issues there. But like, I think some of it just comes from the fact that we're kind of adjusting. Yeah. No, I. I definitely think uh, the the adaption uh, as kind of seeing how you guys play this year, it, it's really interesting to me just because how strong you've been in certain key areas and how seeing whether it's age or, you know, just new, new piece in there doesn't work quite as well as the old piece, uh, how you're, how you're adapting there and seeing the exact same thing in the Omaha rebuild. Um, I, I'm excited to see Saturday because with the smaller pitch, I don't think you're as injured or as hurt by the slower, slower um, players. Um, our speed is as tactically beneficial. Um, you know, it's still important to have speed on that pitch, but it, you know, when you're shaving off five yards at either end, um, you know, getting about as close to a FIFA minimum as possible. Like it's, it, it's a definite benefit for, for a team that doesn't have the speed. Uh, so if you guys play bunker ball, like you, you've done in the past there, uh, it could be, could be a very tough, tough match. Well, I think that's one of the keys for this match is just being able to play over the press for both teams because, you know, Omaha is going to press high and the only way we're going to be able to, you know, we can, we can pass short passes around and try and get through, but ultimately a lot of it's probably going to be some, some long balls over some really fast players running at our defense. All right. If you've got to pick two players that uh, for Union Omaha that mark uh, each of you, which, which would be the, the two you're most worried about? I, I really like Malcolm. I love like what I've seen uh, him. I've, heard about him before, which is really interesting, uh, following the Salvadorian League. Um, I've heard his name before, uh, which is really cool to see. 
someone in our league came from the Salvadoran league, which hopefully leads to maybe more prospects. Um, USA is playing on Salvador at the moment, and that's where my family's from. So it's it was exciting to see, although he's not Salvadorian, I thought that was really interesting to get from you guys. Um, he's a really interesting player, and I, I like what I've seen of him. And truthfully, um, I love to hate him, but Nuhu is just a rock back there. Uh, I remember last year, it was really fun. Uh, he was, I, I love yelling at the goalies, you know, um, I think uh, Charlotte Independence knows that. And uh, he's just a good sport. He's a great guy. He gave me a finger wag whenever I was telling him he was scared <laughs> or whatnot. Um, and, uh, you know, I really like him, and I think he's a really secure keeper. Uh, he can get an assist any single game, especially in your um, under-regulation stadium or field. Um, <laughs> so I know he's more than capable to do that, but he's just solid back there, and he's been in every single one of the games against Greenville. So I think him, along with Tanadol, will bring that experience for all the guys who are just coming out of college and maybe might not have an idea of what it's like to play in a rivalry game like this. I think they will bring that experience, but specifically Nuhu, I think he's a great great goalie to have in the back that will keep your defense secured, who, you know, is not... You may not be the best in the league, but it, he, he helps them and makes them better. Um, you guys work as a team back there. So those are definitely two players that I would watch out for. I think for me, you know, obviously, yeah. I, I'd want to say something like knowing Meza, Hugh, Tony, something like that. I, I think they're, they're dangerous. But for me, the two places that I'd be worried about are one, Connor Doyle, um, and then Ryan Jeeva. Um, Connor Doyle won just because, again, that did such a crisp passer. You saw him break so many lines in, I mean, every game y'all have played so far. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, I hate how good he is at passing the ball. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, I think those overlaps from Ryan Jeeva are going to be um, killer. You know, if if we, if they can, if he can pull people out of position, you know, obviously he's going to be looking to stretch uh, and cause some, cause some disruption in the defense like he did against, you know, so many teams. Um and I, what game was it? Was it? It was two weeks ago that uh, was the Joseph the, the Joe Brito goal, right? Was it two weeks ago? Yeah, against Chattanooga. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, like he just those overlaps from Ryan are just going to cause so much indecision. And because he is, he's a he's a quick player. He's a good crosser. And um, that's that, that would be something I'd be worried about too, especially when you know we kind of want to deny space centrally as well. Um, but uh, we've also, you know, kind of been prone to like letting people in a little bit this year, um, <laughs> and so I'd be really, wor- I'm really worried about those overlaps, honestly. And from Connor Doyle, you can tell he's game by game he's gotten better at um, almost just like on field awareness and getting back in the defensive position after he's made a run like that. The first couple games he's left himself open to get burned a little bit, and I don't think he ever played as a defender in college. I'm not sure if anybody here can either confirm that or correct me if I'm wrong. So to see him pick that pick up on that so quickly is encouraging for us. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll go first with the uh, with the players that I think I'm worried most about with the Greenville. Keegan, uh, definitely just seeing what he's done around the league, what he's continuing to do around the league. Uh, player to watch. But one that 
we have some experience shutting down. Like that worries me in that he hasn't gotten worse. Uh, I suppose. Uh, you know, definitely, definitely they're attacking. And then I don't know who else you have that's not injured. Um, <laughs> it feels sometimes. Well, poor guys, yeah. man. I hate it for them. There's just, you know, having conversations with players who are just, it's just tough. Anyway. But, like, uh, Pilato's always been one to, to worry about. I mean, Smart's been a very physical player against us. Like, uh, you know, Christensen's nothing to mess about in goal. Hard, hard for me to pick a second. You, you've got you've got some dangerous pieces and just pieces to, to worry about. Do I think they're going to be too much of a problem for us? No, but right, the wind goes the right way. You know, it's 100 degrees on Saturday, so uh, could, could yeah, going to be triple digits in Omaha. <laughs> it's almost here today, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, John, who who you got for your two? Uh, 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 I wasn't ready for this question. Is Gavilanis one of the players that's hurt? No, he's yeah. not. And then okay, I've all. He always scares me. I think he's he can he, he can turn it on just like that. And um, I guess this the second I'd say is maybe not something that we'd have to worry about all the time, but um. I was trying to butter up Benton Evans when he was warming up before the second half, the last time <laughs> Fort Lauderdale were here, because I knew he was probably going to become available when Fort Lauderdale left the league. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I know he's not playing all the time for you guys, but I I think he could score like at the drop of a hat if he's in the right spot. If he plays striker, I would be a little <laughs> bit nervous. As we played him at striker against Felt the defendants, and <laughs> it was beautiful to watch. But then we just keep putting him back on the wing. <laughs> you play striker, you know we're serious about this game. <laughs> T- tell me as a uh, tell me as an armchair uh, armchair coach how how you would better coach Greenville. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> it, you still you still want John Harks to acknowledge you in public? Yeah. I, I still, yeah. He 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 looks at me and he's like, Gio, I love your hair. I want him to keep." saying those things. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Uh, all right. So I, that kind of breaks down, I think, about as much as we can really we can really uh, do for, for the game without, you know, getting into the, the nitty-gritty. Uh, this rivalry and just what these teams have done for the, for the league, uh, I mean, maybe it's not the, the most famous rivalry as far as, like, national press goes, but I think within the league, it's really kind of grown into something where, yeah, everybody gives crap to Omaha for, you know, wanting wanting to have, like, competitive uh, on- and off-field experiences with every team. Uh, but as far as Greenville, where it's every year Greenville's been in, been a top-two finisher uh, in the league. Every year Omaha's been in, it's been a top-two finisher in the league. Like, definitely, definitely something you like to see. Um, as a fan, but what what do you guys think this is uh, Omaha and Greenville having this sort of connection has has done? Oh no, this is a deep question. 
That's a deep question. That's a very deep question. I'll let Brandon go first. <laughs> you let me go first. Okay. I'll All let right. me go first. Um, hmm. Well, I mean, you think about it, like, two teams who, like you said, have can, I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is with, with Omaha, you've been, you know, they've two league, two years now, top of the table, um, you know, one of the top two spots, Greenville reaching three finals in a row. Um, you know, it's a it's a rivalry of quality. It's not a rivalry that's based off of, you know, just we live near you, which, you know, quite frankly, in the United States, is pretty hard anyways. Um, it's <laughs> like we live 300 miles from you. Um, let's have a rivalry. Uh, was 300 miles away from us. I know, right? <laughs> um, it's, it just doesn't. Four hundred yeah. something. So I think that this, you know, this rivalry is born out of you know competitiveness, like some really high quality play, and um, that's what makes part of this rivalry so exciting. Um, it's just that you know when you watch Omaha versus Greenville, even if it's a a slugfest, you know, like you got people, you got a, you got the last thirty minutes of the game, you know, you got five defenders in, you know. <laughs> that this game is going to be incredible. You know, you know that you're going to you're going to have one of the best games in League One on your hands every time you watch it. And I think that's what's so exciting for this game is that, you know, like everyone, you know, when they see Omaha versus Greenville, it's not that it's it's must watch League One. And it, it adds some. I wouldn't say legitimately legitimacy to the league necessarily, but I think it does um, speak to the quality of players that are in this league and it. it and in a sense, it does because it shows you that there are there are teams in this league who are really competitive, and really really powerful teams time and time again who are building something really cool. No, I I definitely on, on that because it, it's yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jer. Well, I was gonna say I I, I agree completely with, with Brandon. I think it I think in a way it does bring some legitimacy. Um, in certain aspects of it, because we have the Henny Derby, you know, Forward Mass in Richmond, and their fans brought that together, and it's celebrated. Um, but we created this out of just the quality that we have put out there. Um, being Not being very close, you know, I, it made it really fun. In 2020, I didn't know what to expect uh, out of you guys when <laughs> we played our first, first game against each other, and that was a fun one. We were already knew we were going to make it to the final. Um, I think a week later, we clinched officially first place, and you guys were still fighting for your lives, and we could see the, top, the quality. I still remember Conway's goal. I remember Pilato's goal. I can't remember who scored the first. It was a banger, too, though, but it was just really showed... He left us. I cannot remember his name for the life of me, but it just showed the quality and, and what we had there. So then that final being canceled was really really hard it really sucked i bought 14 tickets for my friends and family who don't always go to greenville games but like this was going to be a big deal and i remember waking up i was working night shift at the time and i remember waking up and seeing the news and my heart dropped uh, my, i was just so upset that we weren't going to get that and i went to the celebration in that beautiful picture you know that brandon has in the background uh listing our trophy um but i still it, it left a bad taste you know, I, I wish we could have had the final, regardless of the reason why it didn't happen. Doesn't matter. I think for the league, it was going to be a spectacle. Same way last year, we had a game on national television. Uh, it was a draw, but it was a fun one, and it was a really important game. And there was a lot of eyes, and I got I had the pleasure of meeting a lot of you guys for the first time. And you know, seeing the way our fans interact with each other, 
on a regular basis it is what really makes it fun because we love our teams and we're passionate about our teams just the same way and we would all be best best friends if we were all lived in the same city but we live in separate cities but we all respect each other you know some people don't understand that we actually really like each other when we all see each other we you know they, they might think it's funny or sometimes disrespectful but and I, it's all in fun and i think having so many people interacting with each other the supporters groups and playing pickup games and having those types of memories and the banter that we have um go, go talking about my hair today was a little bit far but we, we won't, i can get i can get past that um just because i really do care about you know and i appreciate what you guys do over there in omaha because i try my best you know i don't I can. I don't consider myself an influencer whatsoever. I just love my team, and I love making new friends. I've met Brandon through Twitter. I've met you guys through Twitter, and we create. Really, we create. We we help this league in many in many ways uh, that I think they even see and bring a lot of legitimacy to the league, to our own teams, and make it really fun to be a fan of this league in general. We're, we're all danger stories of who not to meet on the internet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely think um, you both hit it just beautifully there. Uh, for, for me, it's always been, it's a rivalry respect on the field, off the field. Um, supporters groups on both sides really respect what the others are doing in the community. Um, players on both sides really respect what the level of play that's in each other's teams. Um, John Harks might not uh, really respect Jay Mims quite as much, but you know, I'm pretty sure Mims respects Harks a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. They might. I mean, Mims might be gone, and Harks might be looking to move to Omaha. Uh, He's probably going to go to but, DC United or something. Unfortunately, uh, I mean, you guys can beat Charlotte. Why would he go to DC United? Ah, he might go to either one. Who knows? <laughs> well, but it it really really boils down to like there's just so much respect in, in the game on and off. And like this weekend's game um, happening during June, when both uh, riot and a couple of the Omaha supporters groups are all participating in the pride racer. Uh, you know, I, I want it to be like a five to four, just uh, Omaha squeaking out a winner just because it's more money going to its charity, the more goals that happen. You know, and, like that, that sort of thing. It's like I, I watch you guys score four goals. I just want to score one more. Than yeah. uh, but like, just have have that sort of fun. Have the the things we can look back on with it. I need to score six because if we win, I'm getting a free bag of coffee out of this. So yeah, if you're hearing that, uh, I need six. I mean, if you just came here, I'd buy you a bag of coffee. <laughs> okay. <What? laughs> Done. <laughs> Like, I'm, some couple of us are going to be down there in July, so you know I, I'm expecting at least a beer out of the trip. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Maybe, another maybe. Pay, another pickup game. It, we need to I, have. We're not bringing the numbers the last time. You don't think so? It's the middle of July. It's hot down yeah. there. It'll be fun. I'm, although I'm I'm having my I'm having my maiden running Greenville <laughs> in July. Nice. Welcome to Greenville. Nice. Why? We can get an indoor soccer place. There you go. Anyway, uh, that, that sounds that sounds difficult. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, we'll, we'll have to like do some tech ball or something like that. There you go. 
we can play FIFA. Oh, no. Indoors. <laughs> indoors yeah. in July. I lived, <laughs> I, lived in this, I lived in the South for over 20 years. Indoors in July is important. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. We'll only be outdoor for the two hours of the game. <laughs> Some of the tailgate. The rest of time will be under a fan. Yeah. So. No. I... I I'm not looking forward to where, where they put us because that's the least amount of shade. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope you guys cast enough at us. Uh, John, uh, quick, let, let's let's round up with you on this before before we get to the final question. I mean, what other rivalries can I tweet? And I tweet like maybe once a quarter. Uh, something along the lines of just I'm making my pilgrimage to Greenville, South Carolina, and it be said with zero jest. That's kind of, you know, what this rivalry has become. Just uh, two cities that are considered not big enough to have major professional sports. Uh, you know, acting like they are fans of a team in a major professional sport, but with no irony whatsoever because it matters that much to them. And if, you know, it's two groups that collectively feel the same way and agree on the same things. And again, like Brandon said before, you know, it, it helps that we play the most quality games in the league. Well, I, I love what you said, because I think like that's that's it. Like we love our clubs. We just love our clubs. And now that there aren't a ton of fans across the league who love their clubs, you know, like there there's a there's plenty who do a and all their teams. But I just think that um, that we're able to do that, you know, and kind of share that experience as two different teams. It's a really cool thing, even though, you know, we do give each other a hard time, and, you know, all over the place. Um, there's that that shared passion, like extreme passion for our clubs. Um, you know, even if we, you know, made a joke about the defense, like, come Saturday, <laughs> they nothing, you know, like <laughs> they got my support 100%. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, you know, they're, they're the, the golden people all of a sudden, you know what I mean? So, um, we love our clubs, and you know, that's that's just an awesome place to be is when you know that you've got uh, something to support that's like what we have. Yeah. No, I agree. I all think right. I think it's special. We, 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 all, we all appreciate what we do in each other's games. I think we all root during the Open Cup is the biggest. Tell her for me how we all support each other. That's the only time you'll ever see me say, go Omaha, let's go Omaha. <laughs> but I'm proud to do it because of what this is our league and that we have we have been in, you know, you, you guys came and joined you know, a year after us. And it's, just, it's the beginning of, of something that we are helping grow that hopefully our kids one day will be supporting and, and maybe one day playing for. And, and hopefully you guys get a women's team and we can have something fun going on there someday it's just it's bringing a lot of excitement and and i think it's something special and it, it you know it, people joke that there's only like 50 league one fans you know online and i'd say about 40 of them are omaha and greenville fans and that's the beauty of it we all, we all, league one fans. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we, we all support each other we all want to go against the you know USL championship teams and mls teams and show what we are building in this league is strong. It's you know it, it's important to all of us, and it, it's the fu- it could be the future of U.S. soccer one day. And I hope if when there's promotion and relegation, that both of us would be the first ones to do it. 
No, I definitely, definitely think there's so much in this rivalry. If you, you're on Twitter, you see the bands. If you just follow the passion that goes on, if you meet any supporters from either of our clubs and ask about it, I think you'll hear some great stories and some great, uh, great tales about what, what it means to them. So, uh, definitely if you get a chance, uh, you know, find a Greenbelt supporter, buy them a beer, make fun of them the entire time, but, uh, or, or a Pepsi, uh, you can, you can buy them a Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi. <laughs> uh, okay. I actually, I lied. I have two, two questions. Uh, go around, uh, realistic score predictions. Uh, Brandon. Uh, I mean, this this year is so chaotic. I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with somewhere between one to one and two to two. Okay. Optimistically, two to two. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to say one to one. Um, possibly we might sneak out a two to one win, but uh, I'm I'm gonna go firm with a one to one draw. Yeah. Uh, I want to officially go on the record saying one to one as well. It's we've we've gone six unbeaten in all competitions. Sometimes when you're riding a wave like that, you're just waiting just for the streak to end because streaks do end. So that's in the back of my mind, but I'm going to officially say one to one. Well, I, I love how you know PC y'all are. Gio threw a little bit of spice with a two one win. But it's going to be 2-0 Omaha. <laughs> this is Omaha. That's why you have to go last. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect nothing less. Hey, I mean, uh, one last question. I assume you've all watched, listened at some point. Who gives a who? We do. The two of us do. Yeah, we <laughs> You do. Because you're going to give a hoot about late, us Wednesday. What? <laughs> You'll give a hoot about us next Wednesday. Oh. Yeah, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, yes. And that's it. Next, next Wednesday. I do not give a hoot. Next Wednesday, I give a hoot. <laughs>